Come in, take a seat, and join us at the table for episode 5 of Famished, a Mr. and Mrs. podcast where we talk about memorable meals, their origins, why food is so great, and more. I'm Mr. Walker Todd, and I'm joined by Mrs. Walker Todd. And this week, we aren't talking about a restaurant or a particular meal we had, we're talking about one very special thing, Ellie. What is that? Burrata. Burrata. <laughs> I have no idea if that's how it's actually pronounced. I, know, I actually feel like now we should have Googled how it sounds. No, it's fine. I think it's better to just let it all be terribly mispronounced and all the more fun for it. Um, burrata, if you don't know, it's kind of an in thing or has been for the past few years as far as I was aware. Um, before that, though, I'd never even heard of it. So what is it? Um, yeah, burrata is a cheese. A soft Italian cheese. It it doesn't come across like any soft cheese I've ever encountered before. I will say that. No. Um. Why? I mean, if you don't know what it is, I, I guess it looks like a ball of mozzarella, like nice white soft mozzarella. And you would be, you know, forgiven for thinking it's the same thing. It's just, you know, buffalo mozzarella. You maybe it's the be Italian. Forgiven, but yeah. Okay. Continue. I would forgive you, Ellie, and the rest of like any Italian people probably wouldn't forgive you, but me. I would, I would be like, yeah, that's fine. It kind of looks the same. Um, <laughs> it looks the same. It's one of those things that if you told me to like go to the shops and get like buffalo mozzarella or burrata and I was just like, oh, I can't see that. I'll get the other one. No. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like a ball of white, delicious soft cheese. And then it's actually not. It's like a, like a, a casing. Yes. And then you cut it open and it's like almost runny. Buttery. Which, yeah. When it, which is actually where it gets its name from. Ah, but butterata. Burrata means buttery. Ah. In Italian. Well, that's appropriate because yeah, Ta-da. and it, it tastes. It has that kind of quality to it. Yeah, so it has like a sort of casing, and then you cut into it, and it all oozes out this silky, glorious, creamy cheese. I'm trying to for someone who hasn't seen it do its thing. It's hard to kind of describe. I guess like the outer casing is kind of like a shiny water balloon. I mean, just say it looks like mozzarella. It looks like mozzarella. I guess, but I'm talking about more like the cutting open experience. It's very unique. I can't think of another phone, uh, phone food that that does that. No, I can't either. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a spectacle, definitely. It when, is when for you sure. first slice that open on whatever else you're eating it with. But yeah, so it's it's it means butter. It means butter. It's that's Italian, so it's from Italy. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's from. Apulia, which is in Puglia. I'm really enjoying all of our pronunciations today. Which is kind of nearer the south. Mm-hmm. Um, what, near the toe or the heel of the Italy? The heel, the heel. N- near the heel, everyone. Everyone knows the boot that is Italy. Um, yeah, so, and it comes from a, a small, small farming area. Right. And it was invented on a farm. Nice. So is it is it cow's cheese? Yes, sometimes it's made from buffalo, but it is cow's cheese. So it's actually curds, okay, which are cooked in whey, which are then kneaded to make that elasticy bit, and all of which that process is the same for mozzarella. Oh, okay, which is why they probably have such similar appearances wow. at first glance. So then they form it into a sort of balloon. Like a casing. So and when then I said water balloon, it. that wasn't that crazy, no, okay? fine, fine. <laughs> and then they fill it. And they fill it with... Deliciousness. Mozzarella scraps. Oh, what? And cream. Oh, is that when you... 
So when you cut it open, all those little bits fall out. That's actually mozzarella. Yeah. So the whole thing was invented as a way of reducing waste. Oh my God, that's amazing. And yet they've produced something which is seen as far more luxurious than the original mozzarella waste that they were taking it from, if that makes sense. I would would agree. Like, it is the fancier... I mean, we we had some the other day, kind of to refresh our memories. Obviously, you know, <laughs> we do we put in the hours, guys. We do the research before we do these these episodes, and there, there's like four or five mozzarella brands on the shelf in the store, but there was only one burrata, or however it's said, that you could actually pick up from you know the standard supermarket. Like, I'm sorry, I'm being mildly distracted by our beautiful cat Brie. I mean, it's I a think cheese. she's jealous. I of think the it's, cheese a, it's a cheese episode, so I feel like they're allowed to make an appearance in the cheese episode. Um, but yeah, so mozzarella also comes from southern Italy, but it was invented in the 16th century. So it's an old cheese, and yeah, it's an old cheese. But also, mozzarella, I think you often find is paired with other stuff, so it's usually mm. like cooked onto something. So you often find it on pizza or pasta or yeah, whatever. Um, whereas burrata, I think, is much more readily serves pretty much on its own is it um a main dish or a starter typically do you know i don't know but every time we've had it it's been more of a starter or a side or a side yeah for sure um despite it being like hefty (laughs) yeah but i've always had an obsession with it because to me i only really remember it coming on the food scene maybe what like five six years ago it's not that old in terms of being like no. within like the zeitgeist of modern english food culture no. from what i i, I remember mozzarella has been around forever yeah the reason for this is it's actually like under a century old the cheese itself mm. so it's an it's a new a new yeah, yeah cheese i think that's really cool though that they just were like hey we've got all these scraps why don't we just make this fucking magical cheese yeah i mean like other food like that is good, like bubble and squeak and that kind of stuff. But they <laughs> yeah, true. They don't really compare. No. Like, <laughs> And it's almost sort of, I mean, it's not outselling its counterpart, but it's being used much more readily in the London food scene. Well, I would expect to see it in like fancier establishments, yeah. like mozzarella. As like this... a, a, what's the word? Like a, one of the fancy dishes, like a, a highlight dish. An appetizer? No. Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like a... That's mad though. So it's cooler it's, than I originally thought. Yeah. It makes it more cool. Yeah, we well, already both liked it beforehand, but yeah. now it's even better. One hundred percent. Basically anytime we go into a restaurant, if I see burrata on the menu, we're ordering it. So farmers decided to take scraps of old mozzarella and were like, We can make this into something new. And let's add cream. Let's have add cream. I mean, when was that ever a bad sentence? Let's add cream. Let's add cream, true, true. <laughs> maybe to like building a computer. But aside from that, yeah. yeah. Or like when you're filling up your car at the petrol station. But aside from that, and the other example... Pipe down, Chachi. Chachi. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, that's a clueless reference. I didn't know that until very recently, and Eddie's used pipe down Chachi at me for years <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's made in this one area. Called, what was it again? Oh. Apulia. Apulia in, in Puglia. Puglia. Now, I don't know how that, if that's, it's P-U-G-L-I-A, right? Yeah. I don't know if that is how you pronounce the G- in Ita- with an who Italian, knows? you know. Well, Italians probably. But so they only make it there, and it only comes from there. You can't really make it anywhere else because they've put in place a protected geographical indication product kind of law, what? which basically means that the farming industry in Puglia is the only place you can make 
the burrata. So this is like champagne versus sparkling wine. Yeah. And I, when I was having a look, apparently, apparently, Jodie Schechter, a former F1 driver, right. created her own farm in the UK and started making it. However, that was before this kind of law came out that protected right. the area. So I'm assuming she's not making it anymore. Jodie, if you're still making it, it's illegal. Stop that. I would say, carry on making it. Hit us up. <laughs> we'll take it off your hands. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we know a place where we can put it. <laughs> Our bellies. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's they've protected it darn well. They've protected something fabulous. I mean, I guess I'm glad that they're protecting it, but they're not like hoarding it. Like it's ours. Yeah, no, not at all. And they because um, the world needs it. The world does need it, but they also traditionally if you're going to get it and if you go into like an italian deli in london you'll probably find it this way where it's actually wrapped in a leaf i can't remember the name of the leaf but it's wrapped in leaves so that you know it's fresh when you get it so the leaves should still be green oh, so the leaf is like an indicator freshness yeah. indicator that's clever because although like lots of cheeses the longer you leave them they're kind of better they taste and yeah. like it's okay to leave cheese for a while with burrata it's one of the few cheeses where they're like you should really eat this in like two days max well for such a rich decadent no hardship i <laughs> know i have to eat all now what a shame for such a rich decadent cheese it's surprisingly light i mean it's a fatty cheese but it's 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 light versus like yeah. having a load of you know melted cheddar or you know even mozzarella i don't have a good richness gauge like if you serve <laughs> neither me of us do to be fair like a massive portion of i don't know the um, darkest chocolate mousse i'd eat it all and probably say i could eat more whereas everyone else around me is like oh my god i've had a few mouthfuls that's so rich i can't have any more and i'm like what and this is also not just a richness thing and he has this weird fullness thing as well like so you could have uh, what was it I gave you for breakfast the other day? Two boiled eggs with like some nice herbs and spices. Rubbed it was on great. Them. Two boiled eggs, like that's nothing else, like no salad or anything with it. You were happy. Salad as, for breakfast. I don't know. Toast. Sure, whatever. You were perfectly happy with that. That filled you up. That kept you going till lunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you could have a whole bowl of porridge, <laughs> and be like, no, didn't touch the sides. Hungry. I feel like it kickstarts my metabolism too much. Well, and then it gets burnt up really quickly. Yeah. Also, what would you rather? Delicious spiced boiled eggs or crappy porridge? All right. Hey, look, if I'm making the porridge, it's not inherently <laughs> crappy, I hope. Best porridge is hands down my aunt's and it's pretty much the only porridge I'll eat. I like that you just I'd said that question, but also still backhanded said, yes, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, we got Moving fun. on. We've got some fun background folly now going on. If you can hear grinding. Brie. <laughs> Brie is now, she's bored of us trying, like we're not paying her enough attention. So now she's just going to eat in the background. Using her little ball. Yeah, and then I think she's going to scratch on a scratch post. It's almost like we shouldn't record in the same room that the cats like to inhabit. <laughs> and that is our entire house. Look, so. she's upset we're talking about Barata and not Brie. And so she's making a stand about it. We'll do an episode on Brie, don't worry. Brie, just be patient. Cats are famous for being patient. Um, And then news, big news, guys. <laughs> this just in. This just in. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> this is just in. <laughs> Sorry, that was my news. <laughs> Oh no, it's the wrong That's one. Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> we don't watch the news in this household. <laughs> or Countdown for that matter. <laughs> but I preferred my one Countdown. Yeah, it's very um, good. <laughs> oh, news just in, guys. Again, okay. M&S. Yeah. Which are is launching... a supermarket in the UK for those who don't know. Are launching their first burrata this year. What? 
So this is how new it is. I mean, Asda's had it for a while. Is it Asda? Yeah, Asda's had it for a while. I mean, I got it from Waitrose. You got it from Waitrose. Let's be real. Lots of supermarkets have had it. But the fact that M&S are only just bringing it in now, I feel like tells us something that this is a pretty new cheese. Mm. And it's not on everyone's radar. No. I, that just blew me away. I was yeah. like, Marks and Spencers, what have you been doing? Well, considering we both kind of noticed its its kind of appearance in the food scene, what? Well, and it was weird because it was everywhere. I was like, why is this suddenly on all of these menus? Where was it before? You know what this reminded me? This is like Aperol Spritz, right? It is. Because I feel like that drink has been around for ages and ages. Yeah. But suddenly everyone was drinking it. Actually, weirdly, around the same time that Verata apparently appeared back on the scene. I mean, I guess just everyone got really excited about Italian things. I guess so. Is that, is that Italian? Yeah, I'm pretty know. sure it is. Okay, cool. Oh, oh, more cats are arriving. God, this is Here the best time. Here comes Cheddar. <laughs> oh, Bree's going out. Okay. Chaos, chaos behind the scenes. If you guys are listening to the audio, sorry, we just have cats everywhere. <laughs> There's only two of them, but they somehow get everywhere. Um, that's amazing. So you're going to be able to kind of get it more readily now. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would definitely say you got to try it. We're going to get onto like how to try it yeah. beyond just freaking eating it like an apple or yeah. whatever. But even like, so sort of around the time that we noticed it kicking off, suppliers were saying, they were like, we're selling more burrata here than we are in it, where it originates from. Mm. Puglia. Puglia. Yeah, and restaurants are getting far more excited about this than they are about anything else. No offence, Puglians. Just a joke. But they have sort of said it's like luxury mozzarella. Yeah. Which I think is quite a good way of putting it. Mm. Where where did you first have it? I first had it... You know what? I think I actually first had it in this really lovely Italian restaurant um, in Battersea, uh, which is on Queenstown Road, called Tony's Amalfi. In London. In London. Couldn't be a more cliche Italian. Name. I've been there with you, right? Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, it's a good Italian. It's and actually got like it's run by Italian people, which it's helps. It's so good. <laughs> the food's really nice. It's local. It's a one-off. It's not a chain. Rustic charm. Rustic charm. Proper Italian. But they people. served like a gorgeous pizza, and one of the options was mm. I think we had a a Serrano ham pizza, oh, tomato-based, like really nice and thin, delicious. And I think one of the options was, do you want to add burrata to that? And I was like. Why isn't this an option on everything? What is that? And they explained it's like mozzarella. Mm. Which it is softer. Yeah. Um, and so it arrived on our pizza. And that's when I had it. It was actually with my mum and it was delicious. So what about you? Where did you first have it? Well, I mean, some of you may know that I, I don't have a very good memory. <laughs> no. No. So my only kind of recollection of having burrata is, is pretty recent we actually went to vietnam at the start of 2020 um before the lockdown kicked in obviously phew, phew yeah yeah we thought we'd go to a country that borders china <laughs> it was fine they're actually really good we on that. I think, slid a holiday right in there I, we managed it but yeah i think actually also they're doing really well considering the rates elsewhere um but that's not what we're here to talk about no. we're talking about memories of burrata and uh, it was actually a pizza place. Again, mm. it was it was a recommended pizza place in Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon, down in the south, um, called Four P's. That mm-hmm. is literally the number four and then P. Yep. Um, and it was served as a side or a starter. You are downplaying how that was served. <laughs> On the menu is what I mean. Mm-hmm. But what it was, was... The greatest thing of all time. I mean, it was next level. It was... There's a... I'll put if you're if you're watching the the video version of this on on Instagram or on YouTube, you will see 
they encased a whole sphere of burrata in phyllo pastry, I believe it was. Puff pastry. Puff pastry. And... Parma ham. Yeah, there was parma ham in there. Was there truffle in there? I felt like truffle was truffle involved. Truffle oil, yeah. Truffle oil. Very good. And did I forget anything else? No, they baked it fresh. So they said to us when we ordered it, they were like, just so you know. Oh, it took time, didn't it? Yeah, it's probably going to take like 35 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> lady, I don't care if it takes an hour. <laughs> I want burrata pie. I love pie. So this was just an added bonus. But yeah, it was burrata wrapped in parma ham, covered in truffley goodness, put inside some puff pastry and baked. Oh, man. And when we cut into it, Oh my days, it was magic. I mean, we didn't see, you don't see that casing split because of the casing of, of yeah. pastry. But what you do get is the kind of spurt of the filling, that mozzarella and is cream. Whey, and cream. Mozzarella and cream literally coming out, oozing out. We were both just like losing our minds looking at it. It was absolute unadulterated food porn. <laughs> It, it really was, was. It was glorious. I think it's something I will never forget as no. a food thing. And of course I filmed it because we knew, we knew what might Oops. might be in store. And it was, yeah, it was incredible. And then obviously the flavor, the pastry was perfect. It wasn't too soggy. I thought it might be soggy from the no. creamy filling, but it really wasn't. They nailed it. So yeah, so it had a nice crunch. Because no, it has the casing, so it's not going to make, that's the magical thing about it. Yeah, that's true. It's not going to do that. So do you remember that that toy with the water balloon and the timer and you throw it around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like that, but delicious. <laughs> with a hard outer shell. Brilliant. And then the soft, and then gooey more liquid centre. recently I had it. You've had it a couple of other times. The Garden Museum. I don't know, where's the Garden Museum? So the Garden Museum is in Lambeth in London. Okay. Near a bridge. I want to say Lambeth Bridge. Let's go with Lambeth Bridge. It's probably near there. They had like a whole sort of refurbishment and then they created this absolutely gorgeous restaurant called the Garden Museum Cafe. Um, and I wasn't there for this one. No. Wasn't invited. Rude. <laughs> it's uh, a beautiful place, but they served... And you can check out our Instagram for a photo of this because I recently posted it. Mm. Um, but they served burrata on a sort of... On its own, actually. Topped with really thinly sliced pear oh. oregano fresh oregano and really incredibly good quality olive oil and and some sort of lemony citrus hints were in there somewhere could have been infused in the oil could have been separate oh are we talking fresh pear or like fresh pear, pear fresh pear oh, okay but so thinly sliced that it's it wasn't crispy yeah no i mean pear is and not it, as crispy as apple but it was phenomenal yeah and there's one other place as well that I've got in my head. Oh no, Tony's and Malfi's. Our house. Oh yes, our house. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, we had to obviously do some research, and I found I was I genuinely wasn't actually expecting to find it as readily as I did. It was the only one. Like they only had their own brand stuff. There was no yeah. other. So it's not the most common ingredient, despite it obviously becoming more available in places like MS, like you said in the UK. Um, but yeah, I love it. They're serving it as like a picnic, a picnic side. I mean, it's a pretty messy picnic site. That's the bougiest picnic it's I've bougie. ever heard of. It's bougie. I mean, it's definitely something we would put in one of our picnics. But at home, we just had it on some... <laughs> we had a picnic the other day. <laughs> what did I get you? A pork pie. A pork pie. Um, true Brits. Um, we had it on romaine lettuce, cucumber ribbons. There was a bit of salt and pepper. A bit and lemon oil. Lemon drizzled, olive oil. And a twist of black oil. pepper. Yeah, and it was... It was just a side salad idea that we mocked really up along good. so it was a nice pizza and... Again, photo on Instagram if you want to see it. Yeah, I also did film that one too because 
again you got to see uh yeah and that was that was incredible like that was just short ball but i think that's that, a nice so thing about good. it it's so it's so it's delicious. hard to get wrong it yeah you can't you can't really go wrong yeah like most cheese to be fair yeah true but yeah that was that was it was a great way to refresh my memory mm-hmm. uh, this is something i kind of found when i was looking at recipes um was that sometimes simpler is better with burrata because it has so much flavor and texture and it's such unique ingredient like there's not really many other there's certainly not really any other cheese that comes out the same way or tastes the same way or has the same texture um so you don't need to do a lot to it you can and i found some really exciting recipes that use all sorts of fun ingredients and grains Mm -hmm. and and you know grilled broccoli and all this stuff but it doesn't need it no, I feel like the Italians mostly seem to have it with olive oil, some crusty bread, maybe some tomatoes. Yeah. No. So I did some research into where is the best burrata. Ooh, tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? The audience. <laughs> oh, okay. You're, you're, us. you're the voice of the audience. I see. Um... You didn't like my song? No, no, I loved your song. I was just thinking back to when you were giving bad relationship advice the previous week as the voice of the audience. Don't bring that up. <laughs> You'll have to go back and listen. Anyway, um, best burrata in London. I looked at a lot of different sources and there was a consistency that came up. There's one particular place which is called Padella or Padella. I'm not sure. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty famous. It is apparently, if you want to get like proper italian food in london and i no disrespect to was it amalfi coast or whatever it was called tony's amalfi tony's amalfi it's it's apparently like you know high quality proper italian food they they use proper ingredients all that mm-hmm. good stuff i think we need to go there for an episode i was gonna well, say when are we going yeah not right now uh, <laughs> although maybe <laughs> although maybe why are you maybe because restaurants have opened now yeah but do you want to go into the restaurants right now it depends on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> how how good does the menu have to be for you to put yourself at risk? That's yeah. a that's a discussion for another time. Um, but yeah, they just serve it at Padella or Padella. I'm sorry, I don't know. I didn't do a pronunciation check, just like Puglia, Puglia. <laughs> and Burrata. Um, they just serve it with olive oil, literally. Just really good Fiorano special olive oil oil. Magic. And it looked like picture. I'd looked at some photos. It looked really good. I would trust that their particular home, own made burrata from Buglia yeah. is the, the shears. So yeah, that looked pretty good. So that's probably best place to go in London is Padella, P-A-D-E-L-L-A, if you're curious. Um, and then I looked at where the best burrata in the world is. Oh. Now, not every result was Puglia, Italy. But I picked the one that wasn't Puglia Italy. That one came up a lot. There's also somewhere in like the UAE that does really good burrata apparently. Um, but there is a place called Trattoria Pugliesi. Um, I'm again probably butchering the pronunciation. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, let's go with it. Um, in the town of uh, Gioia del Colle. Um, but the locals apparently call it Burrata Town. Amazing. Which is kind of a big deal. We that, need to go. Yeah, that would, I mean, I'm sure we will. That kind of says that maybe this is the place to go get it. Um, apparently they're great with all the cheese. They obviously make their own pasta as well. Um, the cheese is all fresh. Obviously brought us the best. 
Um, yeah, and it's actually owned not by local Puglians, oh. but by Sicilians. Still Italian, but from a completely different... Traitors! <laughs> Sicily, what's Sicily known for? Pizza? Good pizza in Sicily, I think. Good pizza and lemons? Oh, yeah, and lemons. Oh, we should do an episode of lemons, that'd be good. Mm, lemon. Mm, I just think of gin and tonic. And sorbet. Mm. See, I was thinking of tagine. Oh, very different. Very different. And parts. lemon chicken. You love lemon chicken. Oh man, lemon chicken is a whole discussion for yeah. another day. Another day, another day. Um, but yeah, this place sounds really good. So that's Trattoria Pugliesi in Italy, in Amazing. Puglia. Um, in Barata town. <laughs> Just ask the locals, they'll know that's what you insane. mean. That's That's the power of Barata. They must get so pissed off at tourists turning up going, where's Barata where's town? Bar- I mean, that's going to be us. We at least might try and say it properly. No, I feel like I've insulted so many Italian words <laughs> throughout this episode. <laughs> We're sorry, Italy. Um, and then after my little research on where to get it, I was like, if you want to do something at home. Oh, yeah. So obviously you could do what Padella did and just add some really good quality olive oil. You could do what we did, put some just ribbons of cucumber, some black pepper. That sounded quite nice. Yeah. Um, a couple of others. One was with roasted pumpkin. Ooh. and eating it as a bruschetta so bruschetta Ooh. so i get i would put maybe sourdough down mm. put it on top roasted pumpkin um and i think they had some maybe some dried cranberries or something for some sweetness in there as well which is quite an interesting Ooh. mix yeah and the other one i really liked was um i'll show you the picture for this one and i can put it on screen but this is grilled strawberry avocado toasts again it's kind of like a bruschetta I think because then you get the crunch mm, and that juxtaposition of crunch and the softness of brata is just, mm. um, and again, that sweetness as well from the strawberry just sounded really, really good. Um, Cause I was pretty surprised. There were quite a few sweet pairings with burrata. Yeah. This is a theme. Like, I kept Lots finding of, like fruits, like melon, strawberries. It, it's not a strong salty cheese flavor in its own right. So no. to have that kind of contrast is not, it's not a strong contrast. There was almost a hint Ooh, that looks really good. Just showing Ellie the toast with the strawberry slices and the burrata has been kind of teased apart. some basil apart. on there. Some basil, yeah, it looks really good. Um, I mean, I love strawberries and balsamic and I think that has some of that on there, so. I might include links to the recipes that I mentioned. Yeah, go for it. In the show description, in the show notes, so you can check them out for yourselves because they look really good. And if you want to get experimental with burrata, maybe that's where to go. Yeah, but I was pretty surprised there was a few sort of nods to the fact that burrata could be used as a dessert. I'm surprised, but at the same time, I could kind of see that happening. But if you imagine having it with chocolate, it's not... When you eat burrata, it's not cheesy. It's creamy. It's creamy. And the cream overrides any cheese quality. So technically, there's no reason why you can't. Just like you have like mascarpone is always in puddings. Yeah. Technically, mascarpone is a cheese. Yeah. And cheesecake is a dessert with cheese in the name. Exactly. So, yeah, I thought it was quite interesting that you could have it with all of these sweet flavours. Mm, mm. There is a place that I really want to go to. Okay. Is it far or near? It's near. Perfect. So, opening up in Fulham, I believe it's already open, and it's a pizzeria, so again, an Italian place, mm. but they have gone under a transformation. They're called Napoli. God, we are just absolutely nailing just it, abusing. Um, but basically, they've turned this this what was a pizzeria, and I think there may be still elements of that, into a wine bar where they have hello a burrata bar. Hello, that's not a thing. That wasn't a thing. It's now a thing. So talk about the trend kicking off. Yeah, 
this is going to be the first burrata bar we've ever seen. I feel like we're reaching peak burrata if there's a burrata bar in London. Peak burrata. Yeah. But what you can do is, I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but I want to go because I think it will taste delicious. It's just mm. the process. So they give you a syringe with different flavors in whatever, depending on what you order. So oh, you can no. you can pierce and then syringe the flavor like a pesto or a sunblush tomato or whatever into the cheese so that then when you open it it's all mixed together and it's delicious i mean and they also say that you can wash it down with apparel spritz hey look at that what are the chances what are the chances that's novel it is really novel i don't love that idea i think i'd rather just have you know a drizzling of pesto over the top that sounds better to me and it kind of i think there's also it's a great food for presentation because of that slicing open and that kind of reveal almost it's kind of like when you get those spheres of chocolate and then you pour, Ellie is literally showing me a picture of this like weird food syringe. Now, the, I don't, I'm not sure about I that. I don't like the gimmicky syringy part, but yeah. I like the burrata bar with the different flavors situation. I would definitely go and try it. With some wine. That. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime there's wine. Anytime or, there's wine. Well, I feel like we'd have to have an Aperol spritz. I don't like them. Me neither. I don't understand why <laughs> everyone loves them. Yeah. Me neither. They taste like medicine. Yeah. Like cowpole, orange flavor cowpole when you were a child. I never liked cowpole. I was a, I was a tixie lips kid. Or like the liquid, because I couldn't swallow tablets as a child, the liquid um, antibiotics you got, if they flavored it, yeah. if you managed to get the flavored one, which people who had liquid antibiotics as children will know that this was hard. They did a sort of what was supposedly orange, but to me it tastes like a pearl spritz. It was lies. It was lies. Grim. It was horrific. Yeah, tixie lips all the way. And above that... Is that even a medicine? I mean... It just tastes like sugar. I mean, I think it is mainly sugar, but that's fine. I'm, I'm down with that. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, above Tixie Licks, burrata. I think. I think. If yeah. I had to choose. If I had to choose, I would. Twist my arm. Um, yeah, I think I'd try a burrata bar. I'd try the injection thing. I think I'd prefer, because of that presentation, I like the theatre of burrata as well. Like, you have it on the plate, in the centre of the plate mm. of the dish. Especially if you've got coating, like, even just, like, the specks of black pepper. Mm. Then you slice it open, they all kind of fall away. And it's like a big reveal. It's amazing. I know where Todd's going after this. He's going down the shops to go buy some. <laughs> I feel like we bought some, like, less than a week ago. But maybe it's time for some more. Yeah, very hungry. I don't know why we usually end up recording this hungry. But yeah. maybe it helps us kind of fuel our imagination for Foolish. food. Foolish people. Yeah. Um. It'd be great to know what you guys think about Barata. Have you tried it? Uh, are you going to try it now you've listened to us talk about it for 30 minutes? What are you going to do to it? What kind of things are you going to dress it up with? That would all be really cool to know. You can reach us on lots of places. We are on Instagram and yeah. Twitter at Famish Family. Just tag us in your photos. Yeah. And we'll share on our Instagram. Yeah. You can use the hashtag always leave room for more. You can. Which is, I think, our go-to hashtag. Um, and yeah, thank you again for tuning in. Episode 5, Barata. Or however it's pronounced. If you know how it's pronounced, please tell me. And then I will apologise to you directly. And then never mention it again. In recorded media form. Um, But yeah, I've been Mr. Walker Todd. And I've been Mrs. Walker Todd. Thanks for joining us at the Famished Table. And don't forget, always leave room for more. (laughs)